Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 107 of the Sco Show. Proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield. Happy to be back in the big chair for today, Monday, May 11th, 2020. Hope you called your moms yesterday. Hope you did what you could to celebrate Mother's Day. Make it as normal as possible. Whether it was a phone call, a Zoom meeting, whatever you could do to get it done. Hope you took care of mom. Today's show, we're going to talk some scheduling stuff. We're going to revisit just how bad my mock schedule was for the Patriots. Literally, I said I wouldn't get one right. That's the only thing I got right. I didn't get one right. We're going to talk about the Patriots schedule. A little later, we're going to have some big picture schedule stuff. Games I'm watching because of the legacy factor or the excitement factor. Games I'm watching for some cool scheme stuff. So today's show is going to be very heavy on the schedule release that dropped on Thursday night. Before we do that, though, your usual reminders, please do follow along with the hijinks on Twitter at Mark Schofield. Check out the work at a variety of places. Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, USA Today Touchdown Wire, and of course those three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where I co-host the QB Factory with Michael J. Kist, and of course right here, at Pat's Pulpit. Let's dive into the schedule now. And just for grins, let's revisit the mock schedule I put together for our last show in episode 106. All right. Now, remember, there were rumors flying that the league was going to front load the non conference games. Well, the league decided not to do that. And so when you've got four non-conference games to lead off your mock schedule, it's going to be tough to get anything right. As a matter of fact, I guess I kind of lied in a sense. I did get one thing right. I said that the Patriots would have their bye after they play Denver. And as it turns out, that is exactly what will happen. The Patriots play the Denver Broncos at Gillette Stadium on Sunday, October 11th, and then they have a bye. But see, I had them playing... The Denver Broncos in week eight, not in week five. Other than that, like I said, I did not get a single thing right. So it just goes to show you, exhibit 3,152,453, that your boy's just an idiot. Be that as it may, let's take a spin through the old schedule here. We got preseason games, those are all times to be determined, but Detroit, Carolina, Philadelphia, and the Giants. Your usual preseason game four at the Giants this year. Preseason game three, perhaps at Philly. Who knows? Might be that Carolina one. But you get Detroit and Carolina at home, Philly and the Giants on the road. Then we kick things off for real. Week one, Sunday, September 13th, Miami Dolphins come to town. Then you get a week two test, cross country at the Seattle Seahawks. Week three, home against the Raiders. Week four, Sunday, October 4th at Kansas City, at Arrowhead Stadium to play the Kansas City Chiefs. That Seattle game, by the way, I should be pointing this out along the way, that is a Sunday night game on MS, on not MSNBC, on NBC. Denver Broncos come to town for that Week 5 tilt, as I just said. That is a Sunday afternoon game at 1 p.m. And then they get the bye. Then Sunday, October 25th, the San Francisco 49ers come to town. That is a game 
at Gillette Stadium at 425 Eastern. Sunday, November 1st at Buffalo at 1. Monday, November 9th at the Jets. That's a Monday nighter on ESPN. Then Sunday night, home against the Ravens. Sunday afternoon, the 22nd, that's at Houston. Then Sunday, the 29th, that's home against the Cardinals. Now, this is their real tough stretch here. We're going to talk about the schedule in a little bit more in a second. But Sunday, December 6th, at the Chargers. Then Thursday, at the Rams. That's probably a scenario where they stay on the West Coast. But what makes it bad is then you've got to go to Miami for a game at the Dolphins on Sunday, December 20th. So that's three games in 14 days, two of them out in L.A., then the third at Miami. That's probably, like I said, their toughest stretch of the season. Then they're home for the final two on Monday Nighter against the Bills, and then Sunday against the Jets on Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. Let's go through the schedule a little bit. I'm not going to do the whole, like, Ooh, wins and losses. These are the games I think they're going to win. These are the games I think they're going to lose. I'm going to talk about some scheme stuff that I'm going to be intrigued in each one of these games. There'll be some overlap, obviously, with the divisional opponents. I'm very intrigued for that first game against the Dolphins. Why? The revamped Dolphins defense. You know, three quarterback cornerbacks that I think are very talented. Saving Howard, Byron Jones, Noah Inga Mitagane, the first-rounder pick, first-round pick from Auburn. That gives them the ability to sort of mix and match their cornerbacks like Bill Belichick likes to do, something Brian Flores probably learned from Bill Belichick. So I'm curious to see how those players match up against the Patriots receiving unit. Then that trip to Seattle for week two, it begins. The the mobile quarterback question, right? How do you how are you going to contain Russell Wilson? You know, that's question number one, dealing with Russell Wilson. So I've been theorizing, and we'll get to it when we talk about the Ravens in a second, but Kyle Duggar, while he might have a limited role for this team in 2020, he might have a quarterback spy role. That might be his role this year as they sort of work him into their their defensive system. This might be a good example of, if that's true, we might see him on Russell Wilson as a spy a lot. So I'll be curious to see that. Then you get the Raiders coming to town. Who's covering Henry Ruggs, right? Who's covering the 4-2-7 guy? It probably Jonathan Jones. That might be a situation, again, like we talked about with the Dolphins, where they match up their corners. They might give Jonathan Jones, Henry Ruggs, with some help over the top, and then you know going to take Stephon Gilmore and say, all right, Gilmore, we're giving the speed guy to Jonathan Jones. You're going to take somebody else. You know, you might take Nelson Aguilar if he wins the job, but you might take Tyrell Williams, You know, who's in, whoever's in the game. That's your guy. Lock him down. Ruggs is getting Jones and safety help. So very curious. Again, that sort of matchup of defensive backs on wide receivers. Then you get the Broncos. I'm I'm very curious about the Broncos. Excuse me. I skipped right over that game against Kansas City at Kansas City. How are you going to deal with their offense? Like, obviously. That's always the question mark with them right now. Then week five, Denver. How do you deal with their offense? You know, this is an offense that looks a lot better on paper right now than it did you know, a couple months ago. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Handler. That's a pretty good 11 personnel team. Then you got to worry about Noah Fant. And you still have, if they're in 11, Melvin Gordon in the background now. That's a lot of weapons to deal with. So a lot of these games, I'm going to focus on dealing with the other team's offense. Why? Because obviously Jared Stidham's a massive question in all of them. Then you get the bye, San Francisco, George Kittle. 
Is it a Kyle Duggar situation? Maybe not. Are we seeing Devin McCourty, Patrick Chun? Combination of those three? How are you handling George Kittle? Buffalo, the Stephon Diggs question. Number one. And number two, another mobile quarterback in Josh Allen. You know, he he if he takes a leap this year like Bills fans are hoping he does, he's going to be tough to deal with. Then Monday night against the Jets, will Sam Darnold still see ghosts? Can they still sort of confuse him? Then you get the Baltimore Ravens Sunday, November 15th, that Sunday night game. And this is one where I really have Kyle Duggar's name sort of sharpied. You know, is this where we really see why they picked him 37 overall? That sideline to sideline athleticism, the ability to, you know, bring that 4 4 9 to the table as somebody that's basically a linebacker size almost. Very curious to see if that's how they implement him. Then the next week, you go to Houston. This is a tough stretch because you get Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, one, two, three in a row. And then you could even say, that first of the three games on the road on the left on the left coast, west coast, Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. You know, that's a mobile quarterback stretch. Then you get Jared Goff on that Thursday nighter that maybe two is in the lineup, you know, by week 16, 15 of the season. That again, just like last year, coming out of the bye, you get San Francisco, the two road games in the division at Buffalo at the Jets, and you get Ravens at home, at Houston, Cardinals at home. I think that's going to be a tough game. Then you go to L.A. for back-to-backs on a short week. So you get the Chargers and the Rams on the Thursday night. And then coming back across the country to play the Dolphins. That's a very tough stretch. But at least they get that sort of mini-buy between that Rams game and that Dolphins game. So that will help. And they close out the season against the Bills and the Jets. Look, it's, it's a tough schedule. It could have been tougher in terms of how these games got laid out. Um, I, I do like the fact that they get those L.A. games sort of back-to-back. Even on a short week, they can just stay there. You know, we've seen them do that before. They did it in 2014, 2015. They had, you know, it was the Mexico game, the, the Denver game, Mexico game, Chargers game. I think they sort of stayed out west for those three games. So we might see something similar here. But who knows? I mean, it, it might be a 4-12. and 12, It might be a 12-4. and four. We just, we won't know until we know. You know, it's like mechanics don't matter until they do. We won't know how tough the schedule is until we know. On paper, it looks tough with some tough road games. Obviously, even some home games that look stout. But we'll have to see. If the defense is as good as we hope it's going to be, and Jared Stidham is the guy we hope he's going to be, maybe this schedule doesn't look that much tough you know, when we're in the thick of it, say, in November and December. So we get a lot of time to think about it, though, don't we? Up next, some bigger picture schedule and stuff, games I'm excited to league-wide. To watch league-wide games I have circled for some interesting scheme stuff. That is ahead on episode 107 of The Sco Show. Mark Sofield back with you now on episode 107 of The Sco Show. And I'm going to reiterate something I did in the last show because I got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of people asking about it. And that's, yes, Peloton. If you're still sort of locked out of your gym looking for a way to stay in shape, try to get back into shape, try to lose the quarantine 15, whatever the case may be, give the classes a try. I've been doing them daily now for the past like month or so. Again, they're free for 90 days, no credit card required when you sign up. This is not sort of a sponsorship situation. They have no idea I'm talking about this at all. I'm just sharing it with you because it's helped me. It's helped others. Um, I had some of you reach out and ask you know how to sign up what was 
what it even was, what the app was. Um, maybe it's, you know, the fact that I talk fast and have a Boston accent and can kind of throw people, but it's Peloton. You can find the app on the app store. You don't need a treadmill. You don't need a bike. You can find body weight exercises, cardio exercises, where all you need is your sneakers, an exercise mat. If you've got one, not necessary. You can have a lot of fun with it. Obviously, if you have dumbbells, weights, whatever you want to get your hands on, there are, there are classes where you can incorporate those as well. So if you're looking for something to do, and let's face it, we all are, check it out. Let's talk about big picture schedule stuff here. I'm going to be cribbing from a bunch of pieces I've written over the past, you know, 72, 96 hours. I don't think I did the math right there. It's 94, maybe? 96. 90, 96 is right. 72 plus 4. Yeah, okay. I was a lawyer, not a mathematician, okay? But over, let's just say over the past couple of days, I've written a bunch of pieces over at Touched on Wire about games that I have circled on the calendar. Um, one of those I'm not really going to dive into. It's the toughest game for each team on their slate. A lot of them are, yes, at Kansas City or at Baltimore, but there are some at New England's in there. You know, for the New England Patriots, you could look at that Seattle game. That's going to be a tough one. You know, even though you've got at, at Kansas City in there. But I think Jared Stidham, second start on the road in front of the 12s. That's going to be a tough environment. But I wanted to have first to talk, list through, work through some games just generally because of storylines, because of legacies or whatever reason. You know, I think you should have sort of have circled on your calendar. Week one, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs. Can the Texans sort of bounce back over blowing that divisional round lead, the early lead they had in that game? That's going to be a fascinating one to watch. And of course, you always get, you know, the raising of the banner and all that stuff. Week one, we get Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Brady Breeze for the first time of two meetings at least. Who knows what happens in the playoffs if they both make it, but that's going to be a fun one to watch. Another game week one, let's face it. It's got some implications for the listeners here. Dolphins at Patriots. Why? That's our first shot, we think, at seeing Jared Stidham in action. And it's against the revamped Miami Dolphins defense that has gotten better over the offseason. So I'm fascinated to watch that game give us a sense of where Jared Stidham is. Fast forward a couple weeks. Week three, Packers at Saints. Why? Rodgers Breeze. Obviously a fascinating matchup with those two quarterbacks. And let's face it, a lot of these games, even these early season games between, you know, either division rivals or conference rivals, they will have playoff implications because one team gets that first round by in the new playoff format. So you want to get that by. So every game is really going to count. So that's week three. We also get Chiefs at Ravens. Similar story. Massive implications for those two AFC contenders. You know, can Kansas City hold off the Ravens yet again? Does Lamar finally get over the hump against those guys? Fascinating one to watch. Then a game I've got circled. Week five, Bengals at Ravens. That might be Joe Burrow's first tough real road test. You know, the Bengals don't have the toughest of slates early. You know, obviously, when you're starting a rookie quarterback, first pick overall, you're going to be under the microscope. But that's going to be an incredible sort of measuring stick game for where Burrow is. So that's week five at the Ravens. Week six, Packers at Bucks. Brady, Rodgers. You know, we don't see those guys play together too often, although we did see it 2018 when... You know, the Packers came to New England, paid the Patriots on a Sunday night. There was also that memorable game back in 2014 at Lambeau Field. But we might get at least Brady Rodgers in 
a regular season game, and potentially a playoff game. We might finally see those two. We might never see them in a Super Bowl, but we might see them in the playoffs. Week 7, Cardinals at Seattle. Fascinated by this because obviously I think Seattle, they had an opportunity last year to not lock up the division, but come pretty close to it in that Week 16 meeting. And then they laid an egg at home against Arizona. This will be the first time those teams have met since that game. Arizona now, they get DeAndre Hopkins, year two of Kyler. Really excited to see that game. You know, Seattle had an opportunity. They they let it slip away and ended up having to go to Philly in the wildcard round rather than potentially having maybe home field throughout. So there might be some bad blood between those two teams as a result of that one. So I'll be watching that game closely. Week 10, Niners at Saints. Rematch of one of the more exciting games last year that came down to a, a final second field goal, 48-46. Again, playoff implications seem to be on the line in that one, judging by where both teams are on paper and what we expect to see from them in the season head. Week 10, Broncos at Raiders. Why am I excited to see this one? Judy and Ruggs. We thought Judy might be wide receiver one off the board and said it's his teammate Henry Ruggs. I want to see if those two sort of have one of those anything you can do, I can do better kind of games. You know, We might see those guys just light it up. Or maybe not. But that's why I'll be watching that one. Week 12, Chiefs at Bucks. Brady Mahomes 4, right? And the first three meetings between those two those two quarterbacks have been thrilling. So Brady Mahomes 4 has the potential to be just as thrilling. You know, we're talking about games where they're handing a combined 24 points in the final three minutes of a game. That's exciting stuff, kids. Week 16, Vikings at Saints. Why? We get Friday football, friends. For the first time since 2009 and just the 29th time in history, we get Friday football. It's Christmas Day. So those of you that celebrate Christmas, those of you that would just take advantage of the day off because you're celebrating another holiday, you get Friday football, a rarity. Although trivia question, and I'll answer it in a second, what is the rarest day for a game in NFL history? But this one's fascinating too because we get a rematch of a wild card game Nobody, myself included, thought the Vikings were going to go into New Orleans and win that game. They did that. And so we get a rematch of it on Christmas Day, on a Friday, which is fantastic. Before we get to the final two games, I'm excited to see Tuesday. Three games in NFL history on Tuesdays. That's it. That's the list. So, hey, now you know something. You've learned something today. And if you come out of quarantine with the knowledge that Tuesday is the rarest day, to play an NFL game, well, I'm sorry. That's not good enough. You could have done more. I mean, it's nice that you learned that, but two months and you're coming out of it with just that, I'd hope you have learned more. Even if just listening to the show. Let's move on. Week 17, the two AFC East matchups in Week 17. You get Dolphins hosting the... I mean, Dolphins at Bills, and then you also get the Patriots at home against the Jets. We might see a new AFC East champion. So that's going to be an exciting game as well. But those are the exciting games that I have sort of circled on the calendar. I also want to talk a little bit about some scheme games I'm excited to see. We get a couple of those on week one. You get Arizona at San Francisco. I'm very curious to see how the Arizona Cardinals use Isaiah Simmons, particularly in week one. Why? When Vance Joseph, their defensive coordinator, 
gave his sort of post-draft press conference. Here's what he said. It's fascinating. He said, no, his versatility makes him perhaps the prototypical modern defender. This was the point he was making. And he said specifically, we can have a package there where he, meaning Simmons, can walk down over George Kittle and then be a strong safety. So with this kid's skill set, he can do a lot of things. And that's who they face in week one. You know, sort of the guy they drafted Isaiah Simmons to be, a guy that can do a bunch of different things. Walk down over George Kittle on first down, then maybe cover Brandon Ayuk on second down out of the slot, and then maybe blitz off the edge on third down. So we're going to get a chance early on to see, you know, how they use him. I'm also excited week one, Colts at Jags. Why? How do the Jaguars use LaVishka? I really hope they use him as sort of the move everywhere kind of guy. So I'm excited for those first two, you know, those two week one matchups from a schematic standpoint. How both Simmons and Chenault are going to be used by their respective teams. Week two, Bills at Dolphins. Why? Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown. Versus Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Noah Ingbenagani. I want to see how those three guys on the Dolphins, those three corners, match up against those three receivers. I do think Miami's going for that sort of Bill Belichick, playing the matchups types of secondary. And I want to see if that comes to life in that Week 2 meeting. Week 2 also gives us Panthers at Bucks. That's going to be a great test for this Joe Brady offense. That Buccaneers defense was getting better down the stretch. You know, they were 32nd in defensive DVOA last year. They were 5th overall. I mean, two years ago, they were 5th overall last year. And actually 3rd in the weighted defensive DVOA over at Football Outsiders. Which means over the recent games, they were the 3rd best defense in the league. Joe Brady's offense with Teddy Bridgewater against that defense. That's going to be super fun to watch. Week 4, Browns at Cowboys. I want to see this Kevin Stefanski Vikings-type offense from last year, boot action outside zone. How does that match up against Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, those athletic second-level defenders for the Dallas Cowboys? Week 8, Pats at Bills. Can Jarrett Stidham handle Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, those spun safety looks from the Buffalo Bills? You know, when they move their safety so well and confuse quarterbacks, confuse wide receivers, that's one of the reasons they've been tough to play, even for Tom Brady. How does Jared Sinem fare in that environment? Week 9, Packers at Niners. A rematch of two games from a year ago. Both games, Niners hung 38 on the Packers. How do the Packers sort of deal with that? Are the moves that the Packers made this past offseason, drafting Josh DeGuara, drafting A.J. Dillon, are those made with these games against the Niners and particularly those two losses last year in mind? Is that why they made those moves? Week 10, Ravens at Pats. Again, the Lamar Jackson offense. Does Kyle Duggar play a role here? Very curious to see how Bill Belichick defends Lamar Jackson and company after what the Ravens did to them last year. Very fascinated to see that matchup. Another schematic matchup I'm excited to see. Titans at Ravens. Why? The Ravens threw so many resources at their defensive front. Trade for Calais Campbell. Draft Patrick Queen. Draft Malik Harrison. Draft Justin Matabuke. Why? To stop Derrick Henry. Well, here's your chance. Here's your chance. You're going to stop Derrick Henry now? So I'm very fascinated to see that game. Week 12, Cardinals at Pats. Cliff Kinsbury, Kyler Murray versus Bill Belichick and company. Fascinating matchup. 
How do they handle Kyler Murray's athleticism? How do they handle Arizona's 10 personnel looks? Are we going to see sort of a 3-1-7 Brent Vettables type defense from Bill Belichick with Kyle Duggar perhaps at the linebacker spot? Oh, baby. That could be fun to watch. Or perhaps it's more a 3-1-7 with Kyle Duggar as their version of Isaiah Simmons. Where sometimes he's at linebacker, sometimes he's at edge, sometimes he's in the slot. Kids, that could be fun. Maybe Kyle Duggar is there, Isaiah Simmons. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. So that game is going to be incredible to watch from a schematics perspective. And finally, Seahawks at Eagles. I'm curious to see those two teams meet again. Curious to see how Jordan Brooks is used, how Jalen Ragor is used. Do we see some Jalen Hurts? Um, So those are some games where I'm looking forward to from a schematic perspective. But that's been a deep dive, both of the Patriots schedule and the schedule around the league. Up next, kids, a Thursday show. That's when you'll hear from me next. What am I going to do? I'm angling for a guest. It's been a while. You're sick of me. It's time to get another voice on here. So keep it, keep it here. Keep it locked to the Twitter page to, to find out who that guest might be. If you've got recommendations for a guest, hit me up on Twitter, at Mark Schofield. Hey, that could work too. Or I might open up the mailbag. It's been a while since I've done that. Maybe I'll put it to a poll. Who knows? Maybe I'll do both. We got time. But that will do it for today. Until next time, friends, stay safe. Wash those hands, chicken, and your loved ones. And wash those hands. And as you do, sit along and bless those Patriots reigns. Donna Buckley.